you're seated. Uh, there, uh, you know, it's so funny because I was thinking about you and how you were telling me the other, how you used to, in the night, you'd get all these things to say. And I thought, Mark needs to preach or something a little bit. And, and that's why that happened. God, when the Holy Ghost was showing me something yesterday, you know, and it was like, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know. I was like, oh, <laughs> I've never had so much stuff going on at once and not being able to hardly, um, you know, function trying to get alone with God. And I was trying to figure out. Anyway, uh, and the other thing, and you can be seated now. Well, wait a minute. Make sure, though, you're all listening to this. And that's why, because they'll sit down and then everybody, are, do we have children's church today too or not? Oh, oh, no, I mean not, not nursery, but children's church is older. Okay, now, okay, so you know how Ken, when he preaches on, and actually we, we had that way back. Uh, yeah, you could probably sit while I'm saying this, but I want everybody to listen and not walk out. And... Um, And he always says, this is my Bible. Yeah. Could everybody listen to this, though? And not, not okay. Even people are going somewhere. Um, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know Christine and Tony have been having some problems. And he, he said, I was thinking about y'all the other day. Y'all. They got that when they lived in Texas. You made up a song just for y'all. I'll have to send the small recording on Facebook Messenger. Okay, so he did sing it to us, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, talk it, and it's just real, it's real short. Well, th this is this is my Bible. He was singing it. This is my Bible. I can do what it says I can. This is my Bible. It says what it says I am. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Second verse. This is my Bible. I will be taught the word of God. This is my Bible. I open up my spirit and yield. This is my Bible, for God is my sword and shield. Yes, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Verse 3. This is my Bible. I won't leave here like I came. This is my Bible. Have all authority in Jesus' name. This is my Bible. For this gospel, I'll never be ashamed. It says what I am, whose I am, it's who I am. It says what I am, whose I am, who I am. Yes, the great I am. The great I am, the great I am. Yes, the great I am, the great I am, the great I am. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> So then I cried. Because <laughs> I know they've been, you know, it's been a lot of turmoil for them, but even as the director uh uh, of the Bible school, not not the the main one, but the one who handles all the students, and he's young, and John's one about John's best friends. But you know, he said they get attacked when they go out there, and he said they don't realize you got to have plans, and you got to have that yeah, ready ready to uh, you know you got to have stuff in place, or you just get bombarded by the enemy. He said, I've seen it over and over and over. Wow. And what, what made me so happy, I've never seen this, 
that how they, that he care, they care so much. They go, he goes out of his way to try to find you a place, out of his way to, to get you finance, you know, everything to, to help you and, and to love you and, and to, you know, just understand, but he will also correct you in things. And he said, I, you know, I had to correct him and stuff. And I said, I'm, oh, okay, that's wonderful. It's correct. That's good. And, uh, but that, because correct, correcting in love helps us to get straight in our, in our life. Because you love somebody, you correct your children, you know. Amen. So see, that, that's what it was. But when he wrote that, I thought, oh, my gosh, because I know that the, <laughs> it's, been, it, it's been rough. Everybody who's gone, not it hasn't been rough, rough. Well, it was a little bit for you. They graduated from college, and he's he's now that's her husband there, and there's somebody new here today, and and he's a he's a deputy sheriff now. But they graduated from college, and he, what he had to do for a job was what was it? You know those balloon things that go is come and get a hamburger over here, or what? Was it a gas station or what? car dealership. You know what I'm talking about? They stand on the corner. And a lot of times they'll get people from the homeless shelter to do that. And he, I mean, he had a degree and whoops, everything else, but you get attacked for the, you know, they went to Bible college after that. And yeah, freshly married and yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, and you know, not that so you won't get attacked, right? <laughs> But the enemy, you know, he kno he's, yeah, and that's, amen. Okay, well, everybody can go where they're supposed to go, and, and uh, okay, so, was this the right notes? Okay, you know what, I even got the wrong sermon. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? <laughs> okay, no, I, I think that's right. Okay, so um, we're going to receive communion this morning. And, you know, there's, there's more to forgiveness. We're going to talk about so a little bit about forgiveness. But even the love confession that I've been telling you to say all the time, it's in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 8, out of the Amplified, though. Because the Amplified, the King James, calls it charity, and that word has changed so much in our society. Uh, but we will read it. And you can get little booklets like this from when we can, you know, we had a lot of them. I don't know where they're at. People took them, but are you using them? You need to say it honest. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. Uh, okay, but the love of God, okay, let's go there. We, we had a school once and had kids memorize it, so what they memorized, we had to memorize. <laughs> so, but we would always start out with the love of God. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, out of the Amplified. But we would always start out, the love of God abides in us, lives in us, because he lives in us. 
And this is stuff is real. That's why you got to realize that the Bible is real and get it in your heart, not be head knowledge. Okay. And therefore, I can. That's how we would start, though. Therefore, I can endure long. And I am patient and kind. We have it written out that way in the first person. Love is, the love of God in us is never envious, nor does it boil over with jealousy. In fact, we add it, okay, it is not boastful or vainglorious, and it does not display itself haughtily, and we add it, or exalt itself above others. Everybody listening? Everybody listening? It doesn't, hey, um, you know, no. <laughs> no, um, does not exalt itself above others. For the love of God in me is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude. But you got to think what you're saying. Was I rude to somebody? It's not unmannerly, and it does not act unbecomingly. Screaming at people, yelling. Even as a Christian, that's where you got to get more of that, more of God in you. Then when anger comes up, and it might even be justified, you know, you know, you're not like that. You're, you're stable. Okay, and it does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self, self, me, 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 me seeking. It is not touchy or fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Then it doesn't rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. In other words, oh yeah, that person, he's always telling me off, always doing this at work, never does his job, blah, 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 blah. and then all of a sudden something happens to him. Yeah, he deserved it. That's, that's not right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot to this if you meditate on it. it. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the very best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances because faith comes in and you believe God above all that stuff. And it endures everything without weakening, and we put grumbling and complaining. <laughs> okay, so those are the characteristics of the God kind of love. And love and forgiveness go hand in hand. Now, I started to meditate, and just because of all the stuff that was going on this past week, <laughs> I got a little more revelation knowledge of some of this. Love takes no account of evil done to it. Um, it doesn't think, in other words, you, you don't say, like in a marriage, you don't say, yeah, remember when you did that 30 years ago? <laughs> We've been married 55 years, so I can say that. But even 10 years ago or a year ago or whatever, you know what? It doesn't think about it or consider it or put it on an account. You know, when I write, I'm going to write this down. Or, no, 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 no. He yelled at me. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Or pay attention to something that happens. Now, I was thinking about that as I love because because in there's some circumstances that came about and and, <laughs> and somebody said to me, Pastor, I remember when you, you say just think love takes no account of the evil done to it. But you know what? All of a sudden I got a little more on that. However, you cannot let someone take advantage of you. But when you come to them, you come to them in love. You can't let them take advantage because all my life, honest to God, I was that kind of person. And I just thought, oh, I have to, I can't do this because I got to make them happy. I know you probably think I'm nuts, but I honestly was. People in the world would tell me, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I wasn't even a Christian when they tell me. And um, um, so, see, it's, there's, there's a point where you have to come in love so that person isn't operating that way because they're being harmed by operating against you that way. Do you see what I'm talking about? Or if, if a woman is to, just totally like put under in a marriage or something like that, because that's not right. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean, submissive doesn't mean that. We're submissive to them because they're taking over, a man is supposed to take over the family and protect. That's what God does to us. They have that all wrong. He, you protect each other. In fact, the verse right above that in Ephesians, and I always say it when I marry somebody, is that submit ye one to another. It says that first. And then it says you wives submit to your husband. Why? Because I submit to God and he helps me. And that's the way the husband should be. So see, when it's vice versa, because I've run into situations where they say, my husband demands, I go, I'm, I'm a Christian and I love God and I don't want to go to the bar with him. Huh, I've even, hey, trading partners. Huh, stuff You can't imagine, we're a small church, but you run into everything a big church runs into. Everything. You don't submit to that garbage. You don't submit to that. So you know why I think love takes no account of evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong, but not to the point where that other person is doing something to you and you're allowing it and, and it's wrong and you know because of that they're harming themselves. And the reason we correct here or anything that we say, we were do, trying to do it in love. Like you would tell your kid not to go across the street when they're toddlers, I mean, or even older. You know what I mean? When a truck's coming, they don't know any better. Okay, so see, that. take that into account in that area. <laughs> okay. And why did I put all this? Because I was getting all this, and I put, number one, to not think about it or consider it or pay attention to someone or something that happens. Yeah, don't. To, to intentionally disregard or fails to allow for, to not consider. <laughs> I was getting it, I don't even know what I was doing. I was writing notes down as I was getting it. Uh, to not let it influence you. Yeah. 
That's another thing. You're not going to influence me if you tell me you did the worst thing in the world, <laughs> that you murdered somebody, because we all have had stuff that happens. You know what? All, you know, so say someone mocks the way you speak. In order, okay, this was another one I thought about, to control your level of joy and security. Have you ever had that? I mean, let's just say they're making, because bullying at school. And because, yeah, but see, see, they'll go, I want to be like that. So then, then they mock you because they have low self-esteem and insecurity. And see, you have to become secure enough in God, in, in God in the word and that's the only thing that's going to help you okay <laughs> and and you want to be that person wants to be that way or say someone wants to con actually it's a control thing they're trying to control you and if you're they're trying to control you to the point where you are you are actually afraid. Fear comes in. Right. Knock it off. Because <laughs> that's a devil. If it doesn't feel good, it's not God. God is not a mean God. He does not cause the storms, cancer, none of that stuff. That's the devil. He is absolutely all one billion percent good. And there is no bad in him. Well, he's a sovereign God. He's sovereign according to his word. You read it 35 times and you'll get it. You won't get it. You won't even get it yet. Because I have read this through from beginning to end. I'm not saying, like, I don't know nothing. The more you, you read that, the more you know you don't understand humanity or what they're doing. Honest to God or what real love is or what you need to do honestly. Because, okay, say, or, or they want to control you, or like with a friendship, uh, you know, like, oh, that person likes that person, and, and, you're, and you're jealous, actually, yeah. or be, because you're insecure, and you think, now I've lost them. That doesn't mean you lost them. They could be friends with every, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how, I, I probably used to think that way in high school. I hated high school. <laughs> I mean, I liked the, the academics. I loved it. <laughs> but I hated the, you know, the, all the cliques. Thank you. Yeah. I almost forgot what that was. <laughs> so, see, and you don't have any chance to enjoy others because somebody's trying to control you. Or you're, or, or is friendly to you so they can take advantage of you monetarily and you're going to pick that up don't allow that because you're hurting them or for um what it, whatever it could be anything that they're trying to take advantage of you in in their in the whole thing and um I have, you know, maybe they're trying to, hey, well, yeah, just let them clean everything. You know, if that's do, 
I don't know, my mom and dad told us to, to go overboard, not to let people do this and that and do your own thing and be independent and have integrity. Don't take it. Say somebody volunteers something, then you always got them, you know, you, you know, maybe they can't, they got their life too, but you know, if that's fine, if they, you know, want to do it or you're incapable or there's something you're hurting or you just had surgery or whatever, but, um, do you see what I'm talking about? Don't let people take, because you're hurting them in the long run, because I've done that. Honestly, I've done that. Okay, and 82 years old, I'm finally growing up. <laughs> that's, why, that's why, Delphina, that's why God lets us live so long, <laughs> so we can finally get it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, and... You know, and those, and I even put, I was writing all this out. In these two scenarios, you need to stop the controlling spirit for your sake yeah. and for their sake, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, don't, do not take account of the evil done to you or consider it. Forgive it and forget it and try to help them. Yeah. And actually, they may not even know they're manipulating and controlling you because of stuff like kids in school bullying we had a school once i mean i won't even let if somebody said that somebody a little i told you this before a little girl came to to be a teacher that <laughs> she said that boy said a bad bad word to me <laughs> and this was kindergarten you know and i said he did what what did he say i because i need to know and she said, he said fat. <laughs> I said, I thought to myself, yeah, that's a bad word to me. <laughs> I didn't say that to her. But <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> okay, so see, but both, so, you know, stop. We, they would not get recess if they said anything mean to the other kids. Honest to God. They would not. Remember, Sherry, I was like, no way. You stopped that bullying, I mean that, we stopped it immediately. It was not allowed. You're allowed in, in each other here in this church to love each other. <laughs> um, see, both of you will be healthy. If it's a marriage, if it's a whatever, get out of it. It's not good. <laughs> because you are destroying the plan of God for your life. God has a wonderful plan for you. And if they pout or make you feel subservient or insecure, <laughs> they may be trying to take advantage of you in a wrong way that benefits them. Do not allow it or let it influence you for their own good also. But see, love keeps loving in spite of that. Do you see what I'm talking about? I mean, that's what I got out of that. Now, the rest of this is probably going to just be something you've heard before. But I, you know, you, you meditate on that. It and it's because somebody said it to me. I won't take advantage of, of account of the evil yeah. done to me. I'm not going to do it. Amen. And it says, but then, but what? They said, but, but what if it's, it's, and then I thought, yeah, that's, that's not wrong to continue to let him. Okay, so see, and things would work out better then. So, um, but you can repeat this every day. 
And if you're just going, the love of God abides in me, it ab abides in me, it abounds in me, and therefore I endure long, I'm patient, kind, blah, 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 blah. what good does it do? If you're not saying, look, this may happen, and this is happening at work, this is happening in my marriage, this is happening here with my kids, whatever, what good does it do you if you just blab it off? Same with the armor of God. Just because you said the armor of God doesn't mean you put it on. You can... <laughs> hey, when the rubber beats the road, you apply it. Be a doer of the word. That's love. <laughs> so your love muscles exer are get exercised when you have a situation that happens and you, you love. Somebody can be screaming at you. And I saw, and, and you know what? You just stand there. Because you're strong in the Lord. And you don't retort back, and I don't care what they're saying to you. Or how bad it is, or how much they're swearing. I have actually, though, one time I went, okay, I'm leaving. Because I thought, I don't need to hear this either. And, you know, you walk away. Or you hang up on the phone. Because it's not good for them either. And you don't need to listen to it. <laughs> so your love muscle will grow. <laughs> and then, then one big way is to forgive and put it into the hands of God. But love practice brings results. And you know what? When, when you walk in love or change, there's great rewards in this life and next. And Mike up there, but he's dancing. <laughs> so let's go to Ephesians 4 uh, verse 29 through 32 I know I won't get through this for sure cause, but everything we said today everything even me popping up here because God was trying having me say that what you said what Mark said what it was all supposed to be I know it was Ephesians 4 uh, this is, um, we'll do it out of the Amplified. 29. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless, worthless, worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, even if they're swearing at you as is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may, may be a blessing and grace in God's favor to those who hear it. <laughs> I, I used to say, well, we need to type that out, put it by the telephone or by your... That was when they were on the wall. <laughs> not that long ago. Okay, and do not... Okay, in other words, this next verse, though, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Grieve means cry. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and he is getting grieved with that talk. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend him or vex him. The only other time I've heard the word vex is pertaining to witchcraft or said to him by whom you were sealed if you were a christian you were sealed you were marked and branded as god's own secured that's to say it's a down payment 
the Holy Spirit coming into you to live when you first got born again is like you're making a down payment on a house so you can keep it. And then the big results will come later. Right? It's, he's a down payment. Because unless you're born again or receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I mean, I was in the church, active in a church, and wasn't even born again. Okay. So, so for the day of redemption, when you pass a final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin, let all bitterness, bitterness can get into you by the way you were treated as a child, by all kinds of stuff. And you have to, school, bullying, uh, you know, father images, especially for men. Uh, even for, for girls. Fathers are huge in children's life. Yeah, mama's there, but fathers can, can wreck stuff or make it good. And if there isn't, God will take over as the father and the woman's husband. Okay, so let all bitterness, though, and it talks about it in Hebrews. A root will get into you. You start the bitterness, and it just like a... a a vine, there's a vine that twirls around all the plants. Have you ever seen it? I've seen it taking over a cedar. Our neighbor's cedar tree, it's like, you can't even see the cedar anymore. And you know how big they are. And it's all full of it. That's what happens. It grows and grows and grows and grows in your spirit. Until you are, ooh, that's why you're, okay. So I, I'm going to say this again because it came up with somebody, psychology is fine for a moment, but psychology only comes into the, the root of the problem is in your spirit. Always, even the root of all disease is in your spirit from something. And it even can be hurt and wounds from the past. You re read some of those scriptures. It, it, the hurt from other people can give rottenness to your bones. But see, that's why I'm saying, get wise, though, with love and don't allow it. <sighs> I, I'm just, there's so much God has shown me all of a sudden. Don't allow it. Don't, because you're hurting them, you're hurting yourself and them. Okay, what was I saying? <laughs> the bitterness, yeah. It's a root like that vine. And it'll grow in your spirit, and then it really takes a lot to untangle it. But God can get it rid of it fast. God can just like that. Okay. So, okay, let all bitterness and indignation and wrath and passion and rage and bad temper and resentment and anger, resentment, resentment. Brings on anger and animosity, and the, and the devil will play a DVD in your mind of, of what, what the, happened in that situation, and quarreling, and brawling, and clamor, and contention. Contention is strife, and division, and fighting, with words even. Slander, and evil speaking, abusive, or blasphemous language. Be banished from you. Banished from you. You know what? And maybe, maybe you were the one who was doing it way back. It's okay. Forgive yourself. You've got to forgive yourself too. 
all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. And be useful and helpful and kind to one another. Be tender. You know what? I don't care. I'll tell you what. That I had that example that one time because they were screaming at me right in my face. And I went, I'm just standing here. <laughs> and I went, oh, it must have grown. <laughs> no, but, no, I didn't say a word except I just said, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Very quiet. <laughs> or, because the more you do that, the more all you're doing is lighting the fire. You pour water of the word of God on the fire, not, not gasoline. <laughs> you can pour gas with your own words and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Be, be useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted. You know, even if that, well, anyway, forgiving one another. This is the word of God. And the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but the word won't. So what he's telling you, those words aren't going to pass away. And this word is God. Readily forgive one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. And even then the next verse in, in chapter 5, because these were letters to the church, to the born again church. The best way to find out what God wants you to do is go into the New Testament. Good to read the old, though. There's a lot of examples in there. But the new is the, if you can't get to that, get into the new. There, therefore, be an imitator of who? Of God. Copy him. Follow his example. This is, this is actually a command. As well-beloved children imitate their fathers. So God is kind. God is tender-hearted. He's merciful. And actually, even verse 32 is a command. Uh, note, he had to tell Christians this. See, what's the sense of being a Christian? That, that's what I was always, I, I went, eh, hypocritical. You know, if you're a hypocrite. I, I mean, it was, you go to church and they say the same old thing. And I, see, I, I think I was getting born again before I left the other uh, I was, <laughs> and, um, and I saw a passage in, in Isaiah, and, or somewhere, maybe Jeremiah, and it says, they exalt me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me, and that's what I don't like. When you act like you're ashamed of God, you try to make people fun of them, or make them, make people that are doing something up here laugh, you're not that to me, where's your heart? Are you really born again? Because what I saw, it was heart. It's all in your heart, what Mark was talking about too. It's heart issue. It's not, I said some words and now I'm going to go to heaven. Are you kidding? God's going to look at the heart. He's going to look how you do the word. Are you even in the word? If you aren't in the word, you don't know what the word says. You think you do, but you don't. So... This, okay, you know, it's, it was a letter written to the churches that were born again and spirit-filled. People were just as human then as thousands of years ago as they are now. And, you know, flesh 
and an unrenewed mind. What is my pastor talking about? Nancy Dufresne? <laughs> an unrenewed mind. She's talking and talking and talking. She said she had three months worth on Kenneth Copeland's channel, which she gets free. And, you know, and okay, so flesh and an unrenewed mind will still dominate you. What's this, what was the use of being a Christian? I'll take you back where you could just do what you want. And that, that's what I didn't like. That's what I was seeing, the hypocriticalness of it. Now, yeah, we all goof up at times and act in the flesh. Okay, so say that love confession, but meditate on the word. And you know what? It's going to help you with, with the, 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 love, the real love of God. So you can curb and, and limit yourself to walking in the flesh. Okay. Just, that's what gold bricks are. And I am not satisfied in this church as staying at a low level. Fine, I got born again. Let's go further. I got spirit filled. Let's go further, even further, because that's what I'm seeing happening like down in Marietta. That's the way they are. It's high level. And there's so much more. And you begin to live. He said, I've already blessed you with everything that heaven already enjoys. And they're, they're you know what? You know, I, I was binding and loosing for Christine and Tony for that house and all that stuff. And I don't, did you say, Mike, that there's a possibility there might, something, something might have happened? I was asking the angels to go, go put that place in place and make people believe it always was there. <laughs> they, I mean, that's too. You know what? Okay, I, I can tell. This, one, this is not going to we'll receive communion. It's not going to last that long. Galatians 5, verse 20. This is Galatians 5. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which comes, it, it, let's just say, I was used to be a nurse. <laughs> so inject it into you. <laughs> But if you don't operate in the fruit of the Spirit, when He comes to live in you, when you got born again, you're, you're, it's not going to grow. In fact, if you let the flesh dominate, the flesh is out here. The soul is your mind and your will and your emotions. But you have a spirit. You're a three-part being. You have a spirit. When you get, and you, we all have a spirit. We're spirit beings. And that's why when you die, you're going to go to hell or to heaven. Heaven or to hell. And believe me, if you never practice what this is and never read it, sorry, that's why he called them, those uh, preachers of the time, Jesus called them hypocrites. Don't act like some goody two-shoes out here. <laughs> or you know what? You can have your, you know, I'm in church. I better go. I better, I better act like it. And then you go out there and you, <laughs> I, that's why I couldn't stand that anymore. <laughs> and I may goof up, so forgive me if I do <laughs> sometime, but honestly, that's my heart. So Galatians 5, 22 
Right before that, though, it, it talks about the works of the flesh. See, you got to know where the books of the Bible are because we preach the Bible. People say, well, we preach the Bible. And I thought, yep, we do too. <clears throat> okay, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. The work which his presence within accomplishes. When he came to live in you, that stuff he put in there. Because he has it. And who is the Holy Spirit? He is not an it. He is a person. And the Holy Spirit is... is the, the, the Father, the presence of the Father and the presence of the, Jesus, the Son. Okay? So, where was I? Okay. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes, is love. And actually, if you honestly operate in that love the way it says in 1 Corinthians 13... All, you're going to have all the rest of them that follow. <laughs> it's joy. Whoa. Joy. How many of us give our most little time sourpuss? <laughs> well, because we're depressed about things that aren't quite right. I've been there. But see, when your joy level is, you got, eh, something's been seeing it. It might be you're, you're just dissatisfied. You want to go further. Do you want to... Folks, it's not worth it. The plan of God for you, when you feel that, you got to move. You don't wait back here. I'm sorry, but some of the women said, well, if my husband isn't going to leave that church, I'm going to stay with him. Yeah, what happened to him? They died. And all kinds of stuff happened, and they were, because they were at the same thing, born again. I said, I'm not. And when I said, I'm not, and that is not being not submissive, because he's first. And, it, and what happened was he followed. Yeah, he did too. You followed. Whole family did. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to stop. And if you don't like it, then go. <laughs> That's why there's gold bricks. I, I, see, that was, I, God knew what I was going to say. And that was why he had you read that. I didn't know you were going to read that. <laughs> so love, see, and, it, and then the joy. And I have to always... Check my joy level. Come on. Okay, where was I? This is out of Amplified. Joy means, of course, gladness. Sure. Okay, peace. Woo. That's biggie. I know I struggle with <laughs> But there's so many things that I've seen and done and not done and that I know why now. And, and it's, yeah, that's why I'm lasting. <laughs> okay. Peace, the, but that's a peace that's way beyond anything that, you know, it's like bombs are going off right over there and you're at peace. You know, you're, you're concerned because you, you know, for other people, but you still have a peace, inner peace. Okay, patience. Patience, and it's in parentheses, it means an even temper, forbearance. You scream at me and I'll scream at you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I had to wake you up. No. <laughs> That's not patience. <laughs> you shut up. 
because you're lighting the fire. Kindness. Be kind to people. You know, see, well, you know, okay, anyway. Goodness, goodness is, it says benevolence in here, but goodness is actually, a, well, it is, it's a spirit of giving. That's what it means. You're a giver. But it just not benevolence to me is when somebody needs something like the utility bill paid or they can't, you know, going to shut it off. That's benevolence. But benevolence should always be a spirit of giving. No matter what, it's better to give than to receive. And you know what? You get more back. And uh, this, we've had a 42 years of been a Christian. We've had a lifetime of, of seeing that come to pass. Faithfulness. Huge. Man, society isn't, they, they aren't taught to be faithful anymore. That's the job. Yeah, you're saying because you've been the, yeah. See, I got kids, all my kids are in my, the 50s now. One of them's going to be 59 in September. <laughs> and yeah, John's mother's going to be 58. And Mark's 54. And my other one is 52. <laughs> so, 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 so you see, this is experience of life. And looking into it, um, faithfulness. Yeah, faithfulness to job, faithfulness to be on time, faithfulness when you come for the ministry of helps, faithfulness to God, faith, just faithfulness to in all these arenas of life. That that faithfulness is something that's trying to be kicked out of society now. Okay, gentleness, which means meekness and humility. And submiss be submissive, but not to the point where it's hurting them and you. And it's actually, you know, oh, okay, because I'm submissive to you, you told me I have to assist in this murder. That's the same thing as letting them control you. Meekness, humility. You know what? Everything it, he's done. <laughs> you can't, you can't, we couldn't spit. I couldn't even talk without him. I mean, he could shut off our brains just like that. Okay. Self-control. Self-restraint. Continence. When somebody's yelling at you. Um. You know, continence, because, I mean, that can even be a nursing term, but in this means you control yourself. <laughs> right? She works with it, too. Um, I'm looking in verse 23. Yeah, it's called temperance, too, though. Temper ants. You ant your temper. <laughs> you shut it down. Okay. Against such things, all these things that I said... There is no law that can bring a charge. So love is the fruit. It's a fruit. Okay, so the fruit grows on the vines. Right? <laughs> Apples and all those things. And right now even the corn, you know. It's a fruit and it will increase when it's applied. When you exercise the fruit of this spirit. That's something you should say every day too. There's certain things you should honestly memorize. It's better out of, put up the King James just real quickly in verse 22 and 23. I gave you the wrong scriptures, did I, before? 
It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and then I always say, or patience. It's kindness. It's gentleness. It's goodness or a spirit of giving. It's faith or faithful. If you are faithful, you are full of faith. It's true. And it's meekness or submit, you know, be, be a meek person um, or um, temperance or self-control. It's not quite, yeah, temperance. The same, in the same order. But, it, I mean, that's the way I have them memorized, but when you stand up here, you, anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it can be easy to forgive people who are kind and tenderhearted and sweet to you, right? But somebody's screaming at you and treating you mean. <laughs> but see, but if you know that they've, okay, but if you know you've talked, it tells us to forgive. But if you know they talked about you in a bad way or told you off, then it's all right to be hard-hearted about forgiving. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, see, that's not what the Bible says. Or you forgive one another when the offense doesn't amount to much. But, but if it's big, then it's all right not to forgive. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, it's remember verse Ephesians 4:32 and I wrote it up and become useful and helpful and kind and compassionate to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate and understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ, as God forgave you. Huge. He took on all your sins. You know what? In 1 Corinthians 9.27, it says, Paul actually said this. And for the sake of time, I wrote it out. But like a boxer, I, I buffet. Yeah, I know. They always used to say, not buffet, your body. <laughs> and handle it roughly. Honestly, boxers, right, Luis? Sometimes you handle your body. You handled your body rougher or didn't you? I mean, you just pour on all kinds of candy and sweets because he was a fighter, you know, a cage fighter. <laughs> and Luis now graduated from Bible college. <laughs> yeah, Jesse. <laughs> but um, like a boxer, you handle, Paul said, I have to handle my body roughly, discipline it, by hardships, oh my goodness, I got a baby me, baby. See, quit that. That's why I shouldn't be standing up here like I am. I shouldn't be having these heels on, but I don't care. <laughs> I've been diagnosed with some things that people would be in a wheelchair for, and I am not kidding you, but I am going to move on because I know my God is a healer, and he will. And you just like saying, we said this on Wednesday, it, saying the word, I'm retired now, and they go home and just sit and watch TV. And you know what? Pretty soon they're dead. Many, he was at Hormel's for 32 years. Kenny, you've been there. You were there for 
no, 32 years. You were 40. Yeah, now, if Kenny wouldn't be coming to church, he's, my gosh, he does so much here. Oh, he's here at 7 a.m. sometimes in the morning earlier. He, you know, but he, because he cares about God and he cares about the church. He's been the most faithful person. Um, but, but he's retired from Hormel's also. And uh, he isn't sitting there just going, I'm just going to sit home, you know. And yeah, drinking beer, swearing, whatever. <laughs> you better not. Or I... <laughs> but sometimes you've got to say, pull up your bootstraps and run the race and don't care what the doctor said. Don't care with this and don't care if people are urging you to do this and to do that. And I don't care. He has to come first. He comes before he does. He comes before my kids do. I'm sorry to say that, but it's the truth. But when you do that, he can work in them. But if you don't do that and you put him first, his hands are tied. God's hands are tied. I've seen it. This is experience of not doing one and doing the... I'm serious. It's experience I'm telling you about. And when you get to this age, right, you got some experience and you look back on things and you can tell people what to do and what not to for because you want to help. So you, you keep your body under, handle it so that you are not a counterfeit. I mixed up the Amplified and the King James when I, I wrote that out. But like a boxer, I buffet or keep my body under. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardships, lest I should be unfit and be a counterfeit. It's the truth. Otherwise, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And sometimes your emotions can take over too. And you're... You know, all the time. But see, you know, and I used to be that way. You, but you can, I've seen with the word of God to renew your mind, to give it, reprogram it so it isn't like the world system. It, you change. You'll change. It's huge. So Because the spirit on the inside of you starts to take over. But you got to get in this word. you got to practice what... What's what it says? See, the body is on the outside is the same as usual, because all those people who are new creations in Christ have to make their bodies submit to the inward man. Okay, a couple more scriptures. That that's two pages. <laughs> that's okay. Well. Okay, so First Thessalonians four. Verses 3 and 4. That's why you got to know the books of the Bible in this church, too. <laughs> See, even the hardship thing. I deliberately, when I became a Christian, I did not put, and no, no offense to anybody, please don't. That's just me. <laughs> I did not put ta uh, tabs in, my, in the books. So I could find. I said, you're going to memorize them. 
and you're going to know what comes what after. <laughs> and you know what? It worked. Yeah. See, and that's good for your brain. Yeah. It's actually, it activates your brain. It does. It makes it work. It makes it work. <laughs> but don't, don't be offended if I say Okay. Okay, now this is what 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3. For this is the will of God that you should be consecrated. You should be separated and set apart for pure and holy living. That's written to Christians. That you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice. And that each one of you should know how to possess and control his own body in consecration, purity, separated from things profane, and to be honorable. I mean, that's, boy, there's a lot in there. Okay, and um, 2 Peter 1, amplified in this one. Verse 2, start with verse 2. You know, I'd go, Peter, 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 John, 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 <laughs> Jude, Revelation. I mean, you, you go, General Electric Power Company, Galatians, uh, Ephesians, uh, Philippians, and Galatians. Ah, Colossians. Yeah. Or go eat popcorn. <laughs> you know, you start out with, I don't know, but there were just little different ways I... You do that to memorize it, yeah. Okay, all right. It says, may grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good. Just think what I'm saying. All good. All spiritual prosperity. And that means money too. And freedom from fear and agitating passions and moral conflicts be multiplied, multiplied, not added, multiplied to you, how? It answers it. In the full, personal, precise, correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Where are you going to get that? Not from theology school. That's right. That was just a little bit more. For his divine power has bestowed upon us. His divine power has put on us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. All things. Not sickness and disease. Not cancer. How? Says it again. Through the full personal knowledge of him. Where are you going to get it? Out of here. <laughs> and meditating on it. Who called us by and to his own glory. He wants that glory to come, be on us and in us and to, uh, to reach out to other people of excellence and virtues. And by means of those two things, by that knowledge, he has bestowed, next verse, on us his precious and exceedingly great promises. He, yeah, and he can't even give them to us 
unless we have that knowledge. And we got the revelation knowledge of it in here. It's not head knowledge. See, and it's boring when it's head knowledge. That's why you're bored. Get, if you get in here, if you keep being faithful, if you keep pushing toward it, you're going to get it. And it, then it's, oh, it's just exciting. I wish I'd have known what I know now at your age. But see, you're known it. You guys are known it. Okay, so um, because otherwise you're going to the world. See, and by means of these, he's bestowed on us as precious and promised, great promises. The verse, two verses above that. So that through that knowledge, you can escape by flight the moral decay, the rottenness, the corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, of lust, and of greed, and become shares and partakers of the divine nature of God. And I'm going to stop right there. Probably should, well, one more. You should have said that. No, I should. No, I actually wrote down, sanctification means to be set apart for a special use or purpose to make you holy and as a, as a vessel full of the Holy Spirit. Because I looked this up. So it says we're sanctified. Yeah. God set us apart. But, but it's for a purpose. Yeah. Now you say, oh, I became a Christian. You just act like the world. Everywhere you are. There's no honor for God. You know, worship isn't real. You're not really singing the songs from your heart. I mean, I was sick of all that junk. <laughs> Sanctification is the believer's cleansing or purging from the nature of sin. You, your nature of sin was changed, but you have to purge it out because you got flesh. And it's going to make you want to do stuff. The purpose is for us to be sanctified is to become more like the image of God's perfect son, Jesus Christ. You know what? John 17, 17. You don't have to put it up there, but I wrote it out. <laughs> Sanctify them. Okay, God the Father was talking to Jesus in 17 as that prayer. He was praying for us. And it says, sanctify them, set them apart. Purify and consecrate and separate them for yourself. Jesus prayed to the Father. Make them holy. Now get this. By the truth. And in the Amplified, it says, your word is truth. The rest is from the world. So the way to accomplish sanctification is to renew your minds with the word of God. And it changes the way you start to live. You, you run after righteousness. Don't run after sin or the world system, or I quit going to the world system for your answers. You're doing the same cotton-picking thing you did before you were born again, and that's hypocritical. Stupid. Yeah, I know we have this little, yeah, okay, church, $650,000, 30 people. Yeah, God says buy it. <laughs> Think about it. You know, all that stuff. So we paved the parking lot for 100000 it's all paid for. It's a miracle. 
because we're doing, because we're trying to be real. And I can guarantee you, Ken and I didn't have much, but now, I mean, man, you know, I'm traveling and all this stuff, and the buddy's there. Something just happened just this week, and I was like, what? <laughs> uh, next week, I'm going to tell. <laughs> okay. So, see, the Holy Spirit came to live in you to be your helper, help overcome the world system, and I promise you this is it. Put up 2 Corinthians 3.18. See, I'm closing up my notes. <laughs> Out of the Amplified. I'll even close up the Bible. <laughs> oh, I can't because we're going to receive communion. <laughs> But, you know, this is your chance to um, forgive before you receive communion, too. All right. So, and all of us with an unveiled face, Moses had to unveil, Moses had to veil his face because the glory was so strong on him, the people couldn't take it because they weren't born again. The glory can come in you. Because we continued to behold him in the word of God, as in a mirror, and the glory of the Lord. This is the glory of the Lord. As are constantly being transferred into his very own image, as I meditate on it and read it with, with uh, you know, not with my head, but with my heart, and apply it. You become into his very own image, in ever-increasing splendor. And you go, wow, this is more fun. This is great. <laughs> and from one degree of glory to another degree of glory, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And this is the Lord. His words, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God is this. Words. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so let's be sure to forgive, and we can um, get that. Uh, Mary, or do any of you know that, you know, One Hope, and it's by Hillsongs from way at the beginning when they were Hillsongs. Um, One Hope, do you know? Go get it for John. He's looking. Don't go help him, will you? And find the, and the words are up there. He got it. Never mind. He got it. <laughs> John, you're fast. John's my grandson, too. <laughs> Our grandson. <laughs> Actually, well, never mind. <laughs> I was married before, but my husband died. <laughs> anyway. All right. So in 1 Corinthians, and you can, honey, you want to come up here? 1 Corinthians, it does say this that, well, maybe I should just talk it. The reason many of you are weak and sickly. <laughs> Let's get it out of the Bible. First yeah. Corinthians 11. At the end, uh, end of it. For anyone who eats, okay, it says, okay, verse 28. Let a man thoroughly examine himself, and only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing with due appreciation that it is Christ's body, eats and drinks a sentence 
of judgment upon himself. What does that mean? Once you get born again, you are the body of Christ. Not if you're not. See, that's how I learned from being over there at a different place. 40 years and then 42 of this. You are, you are not. What is Christ's body? Some of you are fingers. Some of you are toes. Some of you are hands, feet, shoulders, chest, ear, whatever. You know what? We're parts of one another. And it's, we are actually parts of the body of Christ throughout the world. And that's the true church, if you are born again. Not just any old denomination that started to, to just come up. It's, it's, the, it's ones who believe in being born again. And this is true. But also... It means another thing. It means that Christ's real body, when he walked the earth, went to the cross, was whipped, was beaten, was nailed. Yeah, shredded by a cat of nine tails. Well, why do we, you know, nine, 350, what, what have we, I know we figured it out. Yeah, right. Because he was 39 times times nine, 81, 27, 351. Okay, 351. And it was to a point it was Roman soldiers with big muscles and they, they deliberately would go like this and, and rip and it was full of what? Glass, nails, wire, metal pieces on those nine straps. And so you know it ripped, it ripped him. Now that beating he took for our healing also. Sure, I got. Yeah. Did you see the passion? Yeah, that's what he did. Yep. And I couldn't. I saw the passion twice. And my I eyes were shut for three fourths no of it. I couldn't watch stand. It. No couldn't watch it. Terrible. <laughs> but Just but you can imagine now. That's why honor him for crying out loud. That's why I just can't stand it when people can't around in church because I've gone out of my way to get this stuff. And you, you are getting something that you can live in your life and apply to your life and change your life. It's not just like, like yeah, because people have told me, yeah, they used to go somewhere and they'd write their grocery list and their thank you notes and their letters <laughs> because it was boring. Because, wait, yeah. You know what? Because it doesn't come out of here. That's why. It's coming out of here. And I don't care how many theological degrees you had either. If it's coming out of here and you're not born again, it's not coming out of from the Spirit because He's not in you. <laughs> this is all truth because I can, you can prove it. But, but before you do, make sure you forgive. Now you say, well, I don't feel like forgiving. However, you walk by faith. And not by sight. Second Corinthians 5.17. Faith doesn't look at what it sees, hears, tastes, touch, or smells. It doesn't, well, mostly it's like a doctor's report. You walk by faith and not by what that says. You, or what you see or what you hear. Um, so. Whose report do we believe? Yeah. And that's a scripture too. That's Isaiah 53, 1. Yep. 
So it says, for we, the careless and unworthy participation is the reason many of you are weak and sickly. And quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. You yeah. died prematurely. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay, God. so while we're singing this song, Glory. you know, just ask the Lord, say, as an act of my will, in faith, I forgive that person. If you don't feel like you can, it doesn't go by feelings. In obedience to your word, your word says, if I say I forgive, or you may have to forgive yourself. Yeah. Forgive yourself, too. I've, I always have to do that. <sighs> like, Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Probably harder on myself than anybody. Okay. All right. So you can go ahead and... Oh, the way we do it is the ushers will escort you out, and you'll just come and get it. And when those are done, we're going to get the real thing, like we used to. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me two of them. Thank you. The bread. And it says, and when Jesus had given thanks, it was the night he was betrayed. He, he was having a little supper with his uh, disciples, and he took that bread and he broke it. And he broke it in little pieces because it represents one oh, big my. loaf. And with all of us parts. Yes. And you know, all the churches, we are a church here, and God will appoint you to a certain church because yeah. he knows what his plan is for you and he wants you to learn it, yeah. especially if you're young. And, uh, but we are united with all. Yeah. All of those maybe receiving communion throughout in other nations cool. right now, you know, and, and maybe there's things going wrong for them. Maybe they're in prison. So anyway, when he broke it, he said, take it and eat, for this is my body. See, his body was broken on the cross for us, right. for everybody. Yeah. But not everybody receives him. No. See, and nobody told me that no. all those years. They didn't say, you have to receive Jesus in your heart. Never told me. They didn't know either, though. So do this in remembrance of me. He's saying, so we're going to take it together as one body right now. Thank you. Okay. It's for healing, Phil. Yeah, no, I'm going to say that now. W-H-O-L-E. Yeah. Okay. Do you all got it open? I'll give you time. When these are gone, we'll get the other stuff. <laughs> and after the same manner he took the cup and when he had supped he said this cup is the new testament in my blood you know this do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me and like he was just saying and I should have said it before you can actually claim your healing also that's right, from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, the tips of your fingers to the <laughs> whole thing, inside and out. And it says, as often as you'd eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death till he come. So let's do that together. I do this every morning. Yep. Do it every morning at your house. 
Hallelujah. So, so you know, there's more to it when you're baptized. You, you have to keep going, and you're going to get attacked just because you did that. Should have warned you. <laughs> but you, you have to go more. You know, and you need to get spirit-filled, and you have to be a doer of the word. All that showed was the devil and the saints of God that you made Jesus your Lord. But you've got to be a doer of the word when the rubber, when, when you are in your life situations. <laughs> I, got, I got known for that. <laughs> We've been in church for 29 years. Yeah, might not have grown, but that's the gold bricks. There's a lot of people at Bible college <laughs> also. So, amen. So, Father, I just thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Father, that it does not return void in these people, but it accomplishes what they please and prospers. It is way far over and above all that we ask or think in the thing for which we sent it. And, Lord... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As we were saying, we are so grateful to you for the truth of your word, Lord God, and all the word that we pray for each other and, and for all those who are sick, God, or, or have symptoms, Lord, they are healed. Like Denise, Lord God, I send the angels to go to her house and pour that word of God on her. And so we thank you. We praise you, Lord God, that you hasten that word to performance. And Father, I thank you that the ministering angels who are sent to minister to the heirs of salvation are with all of these people and they surround them. The blood of Jesus is over and around them. And I decree, decree and declare to the enemy, the devil who can hear me, <laughs> that you cannot cross that bloodline and that the fruit of every word that we spoke out of the mouth of God this day, if it was your will, Lord God, it cannot be stolen by the enemy. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, so you just...